let's just do the station ID, and then since we have Liz here, let's just jump into it. Okay, you ready? Are you ready, Lee? Or do you need time to settle in? I'm good. All right. <laughs> I'm almost awake. I think we're all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you do it better than we are? Uh, you're listening to your local independent public radio station, the Maverick KMSU Mankato, KMSK Austin, broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University in Mankato. Big ideas, real world thinking. And thank you so much for, for joining us so early. Are you an early morning person normally? You know, yes, now I am, but not really. I had a, a few like late night gigs in a row. And, oh. um, yeah, so I'm just kind of, you know. <laughs> getting there well you know i don't know about if it's just this particular year i know i'm getting older but everybody's getting older but now that it's when it gets dark it feels like it's like 10 o'clock at night and it's time for bed and Uh it's like seriously 5 30 in the afternoon (laughs) yeah no i i'm all for that like i'll go to sleep at like 7 30 that's great Let's, let's, let's follow the sun. <laughs> so you've had some late night gigs as of late? Yeah, well, I had a residency up, um, well, I still am in the middle of it. Actually, that's what Tim is was originally coming to Minnesota for, up okay. in Minneapolis at the Ice House. Um, and yeah, it was great. This this past week, I um, performed with a, a group, Trauma Devora, that actually KMSU sponsored a show at the Art Center in St. Peter couple years ago my friend crystal and i and then um portal three also played which is a group with charlie oh, parr yeah. myself okay, and sure. um chris gray on drums so we did that this monday and i'm just still kind of i didn't get back until you know like three in the morning oh my gosh so. well that's why they invented coffee <laughs> yes <laughs> well we are so excited you're coming in to talk about the show saturday night uh because i honestly don't know that much about tim erickson but boy he's got some interesting things in his musical career definitely names that make me go oh right yeah uh, he, i mean we're i'm just so honored that he um decided he would be cool you know want to come down to to Mankato and play and it's really great also that the Carnegie was on board and also KMSU um so Tim Erickson he um I first met him actually because he was um married to an old professor of mine at the University of Minnesota and at no musicology class that I took and he would come in and perform and it was just always jaw dropping because he does very um very unique things with his voice and like the sacred um sacred harp shape note singing style but also can do like crazy overtones and he pulls a lot from old Appalachian music banjo fiddle type style stuff and um, yeah over the years we've just kept in touch he, he lives out near the Boston area and a few of my projects have been on tour out there and we get together we, we're talking about how great it would be for him to be able to come back and and perform he hasn't actually been back to Minnesota for quite some time now so oh, wow. okay. yeah so I'm very excited for Saturday night yeah so very lucky it, uh, I was uh, listening to a, a lot of his music it brings to mind things like if a person's not familiar with the sort of thing it's it's very like the Appalachia thing yes very uh, applicable um, kind of reminds me if you're a fan of uh, like oh, oh Brother Where Art Thou or uh, even uh, the movie Lawless uh, a lot of Appalachia folksy music uh, in, in those very much in, in that vein exactly well actually it's interesting that you brought up um, Oh Brother Where Art Thou because I don't know if you remember there was kind of a second movie called um... oh gosh what was it called not Coal Miner's Daughter 
Well, oh, he was on that, uh, was it Cold, Cold Mountain? Mountain? Cold Thank Mountain, Thank you, I was like, yeah. told you it's early. But yeah, so Cold <laughs> Mountain, the kind of the sequel, he has he was the music consultant and um, mm-hmm. was actually in the movie and did a lot of work with that. So yeah, that's kind of his background for sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty riveting stuff. Uh, now he's going to be giving a, a, a presentation earlier in the yes. day. Yes. Yep, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I think we're, it's probably going to just be catered to whoever shows up. I'm really hoping that people that show up, no pressure, but maybe want to you know, actually participate and do a little bit of shape note singing. Um, oh, wow. Because <laughs> I think that would be really cool. There's a lot of communities, you know, like Duluth and Minneapolis, and they have like shape note groups, and it's just a really mm-hmm. great way for people to get together. And you don't have to know what you're doing. It's set up to be... Be that way as far right. as it's literally shape notes so what people in a community can come together not technically know anything about music but just kind of follow these shapes and sing together so we'll see what what happens but I, th- I think that would be really really cool but maybe it'll also just be more of a talk we'll see that would be fascinating because uh, <laughs> I had never heard of uh, shape notes singing until yesterday when I was looking at this and I'm like oh, awesome. oh my god Gosh, I had no idea this existed. It's it's because it's basically a way to get people that aren't necessarily trained in music to be able to participate in uh, like like like, like I, the examples given uh, in a lot of the things I read were were like uh, like church gatherings or things like that. Yeah, you know that is the 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 Sacred Heart book. There's a book that has just tons of songs, which is sort of like the jazz fake book where a lot of jazz people know about that. And like as a common language, um, there is originally a lot of kind of hymnal type relations to that, but it's there's people of all sorts. In fact, it really became kind of a interesting, more like a radical DIY, almost a punk thing, where a lot of kids uh-huh. have gotten into it um, and doing that. So it the text and the hymns, yes, but it's really not a religious thing. Sure, at although all. it could maybe lead to a kind of sacred experience because when you're with a lot of people singing and, and commuting in that way that can lead to a different states of mind. You know I love that you said that because it is all about that it's about community it's about building something beautiful um, and like you said not necessarily you don't need to technically have a big musical background but it's a time for people to get together and create something better and have a good time and it, and because it is such an old thing it was when you know even pre-radio really so so communities would get together and basically have to make their own entertainment and you know back 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 in the day it reminds me a lot of the pageant and sing-along oh, nation that yeah. we just did which was mm-hmm. just people coming together from the community and learning songs and singing and uh, so many of those people, because this is our first week without having a rehearsal in like three months. That's so. so if you're looking to want to sing two o'clock, <laughs> oh there you go, the Maybe Carnegie. Be a chance. I don't uh, know. Oh, we can make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> if there's interest, we can make anything happen. Yeah, for show sure. up and you can sing with some people again, and because uh, and it just makes you feel good. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of science behind what Seriously. that does for you in right. your your mental state when you sing. Yeah. So that's exciting. I didn't know there's going to be some singing on deck. Well, like I said, but, uh, I, I hope so. I love that. I think so. I think we can make that happen. So did you go to school for ethnomusicology as well? No, no. I got a degree in bass performance, okay. upright bass performance. But it was a there was a class every incoming freshman had to take. And it was just awesome. Minya Lausovic, what's her name? She passed away, um, sadly. But um, she turned 
a lot of people on and us on to a lot of different genres. I mean, she would bring in bad brains, you know, or she would bring in sacred heart music just and maybe some Serbian things. And it was it was really, really great. A great way for people who, you know, we weren't necessarily super knowledgeable about all of those styles. And it was also in a time, I mean, I'm kind of getting older now, so I graduated college without even owning a computer, let alone a laptop, right? So, like... So did I. Yeah. So we didn't We had typewriters when I was in college. Oh, That's cool. You got that for graduation, (laughs) and you went to school, and it was so cool because they just got the kind that had, like, it would correct your mistakes. Ooh! Yeah. So that dates me. Pretty fancy. That's great. But, yeah, so it was a time when it wasn't as easy to just be exposed to all sorts of different kinds of music, or if you were curious about something, you went down, you know, to the music library and tried to find something or you would find a teacher who knew more and you maybe would go down to the central minneapolis library or, or what whatnot so she she was great and um yeah it was just a kind of class that every incoming freshman had to take so i uh also grew up playing the bass i can't imagine what it would be like getting a degree in playing the bass that had to have been so did I mean, what prompted you to do that? Did you when did you start playing the bass? How old were so, you? Were you like me? I was fourth grade, and you sign up to play. Well, kind of. Okay. I started. I signed up to play um, violin. Oh, okay. But um, my my dad, who plays music around town here, yep. um, Chaz Draper, he is a drummer, and he um, has done a lot of different jazz things and I was always enthralled by the bass the bassist and the bass player and finally I was just like I think that's my instrument and I also did different kind of electric bass punk bands and stuff in town but it was it was about eighth grade or ninth grade that I switched to upright bass and I just got hooked and um took all the lessons did um the youth symphony here in town and then did the youth symphony in Minneapolis did um the Bankato Symphony Orchestra then eventually went to a couple different arts high schools and it was just sort of a natural progression for myself to just continue doing a base a base focus so did was, you go yeah. to were you in St. Peter for school high school or were you in Mankato well I was Mankato West so I moved to Mankato my family moved um, when I was eight ninth and tenth grade so Mr. Dunn did you I had Mr. Dunn. Oh, yep, yep, yep. cool. Yep. I yep. when I started, I had Mr. Gerda Jensen. Okay, and he didn't know how to play the bass, so I taught myself. Although Fantastic. Mr. Yeah. Ernest, yes, was at East, and I played in the U Symphony, so he would kind of help. Yeah, I took lessons from Dave Ernest too. He's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but did you play on the flat back bass at West? That beautiful bass that I—that's what I grew up playing on. Um, and it was really old and looked really hammered on, I don't, but it was incredible. I didn't get to do that. I was never. I, I'm envious that you got. I I remember the metal bass that was in the orchestra room here at MSU. But no, I didn't get to the play white, the flat back, the Moby Dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. I see. I when I was a freshman, I started as a music too, but oh, I wonderful. don't know any theory at all. And so quickly I was done, but I played in the orchestra through my sophomore year and they made me, I see, I went from this beautiful flat back oh, sounding bass oh, to playing on that Moby Dick. That was like the the bass, that was your That's bass? That's all that they gave me. And I was oh. the only bass player. Oh. It's, it's like 
can you not get me another bass? So I... Oh, um, wow. Yeah, that would be I played rough. on it so hard that I uh, uh, broke it. And so they had to get me another bass to play. Well, that worked that was, out well. That, yeah, that's not a bad... <laughs> yeah. Because I, I hated it. It, it's, yeah. it was fiberglass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was a... that was a, I mean, that would be maybe a perfect, like, busking bass sure. or something like that. Or, like, like that, if you but... were uh, playing in a rockabilly group and you stood on your bass... Yep, there that's you go. the bass. <laughs> yes. But not, not what you really want. Not when you're playing in this orchestra. Yeah, kind of want nice sounding notes. Not yeah. So you won't be playing Buzzing. a fiberglass bass this Saturday <laughs> night, Liz. Is that the takeaway? Well, you'll just have to come and see. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I will not be. I will. I, I will be playing a wood, wooden upright bass. Okay. Yes. Whew. <laughs> Well, now, how long have you had your bass that you play on now? Because that's that's a big deal to buy a bass. Yeah, actually, it was kind of cool. So, um, the the bass that I my main bass is also a flatback bass, and so I was going to school in um, for it would have been eleventh grade, Interlochen Arts Academy in Michigan. Okay, my dad had a, a good friend here in town who was really into estate sales. And I had decided to that I was going to transfer and go to Perpich or Arts High in Golden mm-hmm. Valley. And I came back, actually it would have been like this time of year, we had a little break because it was a boarding school. So I came back to Mankato realizing I was going to go to a new high school that didn't actually provide a base. So I was going to need to figure out what to do. And for those of you, like buying an instrument is usually really expensive for a string instrument. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, incredibly expensive. Incredibly expensive. Like, even for, like, if you were going to get, like, the most starter instrument that's maybe not even ex- technically, well, acceptable in some situations. A Moby it's Dick. Be, a Moby <laughs> Dick. You probably are still spending $1,500. Oh, yeah. You know, so, which, but most instruments are things that are going to be multiple times that. Mm-hmm. So, I was kind of worried. I was like, I don't know. I really want to go to this other school. I think it'll be a better fit. I don't have an instrument. My dad had a friend who was going to estate sales, and there was um, an estate sale that was happening the, like, four days I happened to be home near, like, Garden City, or um, is that the Garden Center? Is that the name of the town? There's a, it's a, anyway, like, just outside of town a little bit. And um, in the corner, there was this old, beautiful flat back Wow. Bass, because the guy said on the list there's going to be you know an old bass fiddle. It wasn't in playing condition; it was pretty pretty rough shape. But um, they started the bidding at five dollars. Oh my and, god! <laughs> yeah, and it was just my father and I and a, a woman who thought it would be good like lawn furniture or something oh, sure. or like oh bar you know some kind of uh-huh. decoration. Decoration. So we walked away with a pretty great answer. We had to put quite a bit of money into it. The great um, Steve Benefelt Luthier up in the Twin Cities who passed away kind of tragically like a while ago now, but he he worked on it. And um, it also just happened to be a 5 eighth size, which is just a little bit smaller. And I'm a little bit smaller person, so it it ended up being perfect. I really love that. Sounds like it was so. meant to be yours. Wow, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So that I'll either be playing that one, although I or I also have another bass that I call Tumbles that is a newer instrument, but the tone I'm kind of really into. Um, and I call it Tumbles because it took a tumble off when I was biking with it, and <laughs> oh, the neck oh broke no. off, but it's uh. repaired and very when good. When you but, were biking with it, what? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, How does that work? Well, I ha- I have a, a burly, like the bike things for kids. It's like a two-kid burly, but I converted okay. it, added some padding and stuff. And bike. I was down in New Orleans, actually. I spent a lot of time there over winters. Um, 
seasoning and busking and doing stuff there. And it's a very flat town, so it's usually really great to bike in and get places. But it also, especially at that time, was just the worst potholes in the world. Uh. I mean, like, so I ended up it hit a it hit a pothole, and it was just the slow motion scary thing. But oh. everything ended up being okay. Oh, that's good. Tumbles. So. That's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So uh, you're performing. Uh, with Tim Erickson on Saturday night at the Carnegie. Yes. That starts at 7. Is yes. there uh, some special music you're going to be playing, or do you have, uh, are you, is there some set stuff that you guys are working on together? Well, you know, that's coming together. Okay. Um, so we're each doing our own set. I'm going to do a very short intro set this this weekend. Also, um, I, I was commissioned to do a, a piece for solo bass, and I, with, there was an orchestra and a choir was really, kind of I just I don't know it went really well and I was really happy with it and I'll be playing that the second performance of it ever um it's about an eight minute thing plus a couple other works and then um Tim and I will do some things together I'll probably be doing some kind of like low drone appellate latchin you know kind of stuff as with him doing vocals over the top and then he'll have a, a, more of like a solo set time himself too so okay. oh it's gonna be fascinating yeah and i'm gonna share the facebook event uh on the shuffle function in kmsu facebook so if you're looking for more information about this should be a a, a really unique uh, uh musical experience coming to mankato uh and made possible with funding from the minnesota state arts and cultural heritage fund so yes. thank you voters of minnesota you know yes. sometime we should get all the great bass players that I can think of in this area together to have bass talk. <laughs> yeah, bass talk. There's also a really cool piece called Murmur in the Trees that um, different communities have done, and it's like it, it, you end up getting like 20 or 50, you know, however many upright bass. I don't think there's that many in Mankato, but as many, well, if we got the youth involved and stuff, probably we could find There fi- might oh, be. There sure. could yeah. be. Um, but it's just it's specifically written for a ton of basis to just get together and make like low tones that would be also that would be fun. really cool oh my god yeah that would be really I Minnesota have, State's Arts Board are you listening yeah. I don't have my stand up bass anymore I, I I sold it um, last year because last I realized year. I just haven't been playing on it yeah. but somebody in town bought it so oh wonderful I'm so glad I they were going to start taking lessons and they were excited about it because I, I realized I haven't played this for like 10 years. Yeah, instruments should be played. Well, we could do electric bass and upright bass. Get yeah. all, of, all of it. We'll, well I could probably find a bass somewhere. I could make... I well, you could go, use... Go you, get Moby you Dick You could use out one of, of mine. I have tumbles and I have my other ones. There you so go. You could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my other not named one. <laughs> it's it's so different, though. It's uh, uh, playing upright bass is... Uh, um, so amazing and I it's it's interesting that you said you were in New Orleans mm. um, when I was there one time I was at the uh, Preservation Jazz Hall and yes uh, I've gotten to perform there oh have you oh, really yeah, had, yeah wow. it was amazing but I did not mean to take your no service. that's that <laughs> is amazing uh, and we were watching the performances and they would play and then they would take a break yeah and uh I found myself standing next to the to the gentleman who was playing the ba- the bass and he was incredible and I told him how much I loved his playing and I said I play in the uh, the Mankato Symphony Orchestra and he was just like wow, wow. a symphony orchestra that's amazing and I'm like no what <laughs> oh. you're doing is amazing that's just reading notes <laughs> oh you know everybody's got something something to give you know it's yeah. cool and everybody also 
learns and thinks differently, but it's all really it's all really cool. So yeah. you do play quite a bit of jazz, and, and you're kind of everywhere yeah. with what you play. I, I mean, I love jazz. I love classical. I love, I don't know, honestly, it's all just music. And I, so I, I'm pretty hungry for any of it and learning as much as I can mm. about about it. Is there any music you don't care for? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I'm not a big fan of, like, the contemporary religious pop music. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that. Like, the stuff that maybe if you're in, like, a thrift store and it's on, like, a certain channel. <laughs> <laughs> I know the music. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 I'm not really into sure. that, but, like, I'm glad that some people are. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's easier to define what you like as music by saying this is what I don't like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you have any questions about what's going on at the the Carnegie, uh, we have shared the event page uh, all over KMSU's social feeds as well as mm-hmm. shuffle functions. And uh, if you're a bass player, you should definitely mm. come and check this out because you're amazing to watch. You're so you. you're so effortless. Well, there's a lot of effort. I know there's a lot of effort. <laughs> it's a looking effortless. Yeah, Very but true. but yeah, I mean Tim Erickson, he is world renowned. Mm-hmm. He performs all over the world. He is the best at what he does, which is that Appalachian really great I mean, ballad, cool singing. He you know comes from a, a, a he does have a bit of a punk rock background, so he's just a really unique character. And yeah, I would if if you're free. It's free, also, so don't miss it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, not actually, out of, when, not out of thing. When I post those, uh, um, Dave Perrin from Freeform Freakout also yeah. put together a, a playlist of some of Two American stuff. I'll share that in the comments too. Awesome. So if anybody is interested in, or kind of wondering what what uh, the the music is like, it'll be right there, and uh, you can check it out. And then this Saturday, uh, see it live at the Carnegie. Yep, and do show up at two o'clock. Maybe. Uh, show up prepared to do a little singing doesn't matter if you don't know how to read music or anything oh yeah no that's what this is all about and it's meant also for voices that you don't really have to have a quote-unquote singing voice it's it's i mean yeah it's meant for everybody yeah it's more sounds exactly yeah exactly but if you don't feel like singing you can also just come and listen and it'll be just great to have just a little community yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much yes, for coming you, in. Oh, Do you get to go you. home and take a nap? I th- no. yeah, I have. I start teaching <laughs> online at like noon, but I definitely think I might take a little bit of <laughs> All a right, nap. Go for it. I appreciate this so much, you guys. Thanks oh, so thank much you. for having me. This has me. been yeah. a joy. And anytime you have anything coming up, you're welcome to come back and Absolutely. join us. Oh, or fantastic. when we have base talk, yes, yes. we'll get Eric Zimmerman. Yeah, when the, when the is it murmur? When the murmur presentation yes. happens. There we go. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, we're going to get back in the music with uh, another JFK tribute song.